17, Luke 17. Now, the reason we're doing this here now is because this sometimes takes a lot of time, and we don't have a lot of time on Wednesdays. We only have an hour, and plus we want to get communion in tonight. So with that being said, I want to jump right into this. Now, once again, normally on Wednesdays we do a time of prayer requests, praises, or announcements, and we feel that's very important because we feel it's an opportunity for you guys to say, hey, this is something important. I want this to pray over. Maybe you told somebody, hey, I'll let my church know, and we'll be praying for you. Well, that's good. But here, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we really like to make the focus to be praise. Really just to be praise and just to really give God the glory for everything. And then I was going through this. We're going to be in Luke 17. We're just going to do a quick teaching before we open this up. There's a couple of verses I wanted to share. Check this out here in Psalm 105. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him. Sing psalms to him. Talk of all his wondrous works. I thought that was a good verse. Because what we're going to do here is we're going to open this up. And if you have something the Lord has laid on your heart that you want to give him glory for, tonight's the night to do it. It's an opportunity for you to say, you know what, this is what the Lord's done for me this year, and I really want to stop and give him the glory for that, or I just want to praise him for what he's done. Maybe there's something on your heart that you just really want God to get the glory for. That's what we want to do. Look at that verse one more time. Make known his deeds among the peoples. That's us. Talk of all his wondrous works. That's what we're going to do. Can you go to the next uh, slide here real quick, Dustin? And look at this verse. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. To the end that my glory may sing praise, which we just did, to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. This is the importance of tonight, is to really stop and give thanks to God as we go about doing this. And this idea of thanks, that's the whole point of thanksgiving. It's supposed to be an opportunity to give thanks for what God has done, to really stop one day out of the year and say, okay, Lord, I really thank you for what you've done. Here's the problem with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving gets uh, overrun by Christmas, doesn't it? Christmas decorations start popping up roughly around July, it seems like, and they don't go down until about April. So, and when you get together with your family tomorrow, are you really going to talk about Thanksgiving? No, you're going to be exchanging Christmas gift ideas. You're going to be planning when you're going to meet for Christmas, and you're going to be exchanging names. The focus of Thanksgiving becomes Christmas. Even when you watch the Thanksgiving parade, what's the last thing in every Thanksgiving parade? Santa Claus. Because everybody's like, oh yeah, let's celebrate Thanksgiving for an hour or two, and now it's time for Santa. And Christmas overruns Thanksgiving. And I'm excited about Thanksgiving. I love it. I'm already listening to Christmas music. We're already decorating stuff. I love the idea of Christmas. But to stop for one day and really say, Lord, I want to give thanks, or to do what these verses say... Give thanks to you forever. Proclaim it among the people. Tell of your wondrous works. We can do that for one night during the year. On Wednesday nights, we normally leave somewhere between maybe 10 to 15 minutes to do prayer requests. And some of you may come out on Wednesday nights and you say, why do we do this? I have no idea who these people are. I can't hear half of what they're saying anyway. And I'm praying for people I don't know. Well, that's also part of being a body, is you pray for those things. And we weep with those who weep, we rejoice with those who rejoice. You may not know Uncle Fred that someone's mentioning up, but you know what? You say for that Wednesday night, Uncle Fred's important to me because he's important to you. And as a body, we want to do that. But we also want to stop here for one Wednesday out of the year and say, let's not worry about prayer requests. And some of you may have prayer requests. And if you have prayer requests that are really heavy in the heart and you really want to share them, I encourage you to grab one of the sheets back there, write it down, people will pray for it. Or grab me, grab Renee after church, and we will gladly pray with you. We're not trying to push prayer requests off tonight. But for tonight, we really want to talk about praise. We really want to talk about thanks. Look here in Luke 17. Luke 17, quick little story. It's only 10 verses. Verse 11. Now it happened as he, meaning Jesus, went up to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met, he met him, excuse me, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourself to the priest. And it was that as they went, they were cleansed. 
And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned him with a loud voice, glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus answered and said to him, Were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Now there's a wonderful teaching points in that story. First off, they're in this idea of Samaria. That's a whole point within itself of this mixed group of people that the Jews hated that God's showing love to. Number two, leprosy is a picture of sin. And being covered in leprosy means you're covered in sin. And to be quite honest, there was no cure for leprosy. And so therefore, there was no cure for the sin problem except it's found in verse 13. Jesus is the only cure for sin. Well, look at verse 14. Go show yourself to the priests. They weren't healed at this point. The way you were cleansed of leprosy is you would go to the priest and say, look at me, do you see any leprosy on my body? The priest would say no, and then you were given a clean bill of health by the priest to go rejoin society because as a leper, you were an outcast. Look at verse 14. So it was that as they went, they were cleansed. When did the healing happen? The healing happened as they obeyed. Those are all great points. But here's the main point that we want to focus on. Verse 16. Fell down at his face, at his feet, giving him thanks. One guy. Verse 17. Were there not ten cleansed? Where are there nine? I'm not saying God's making a mathematical equation about this. Look at my, I, I looked at my prayer life, and that's probably a pretty fair assessment. 90% of my prayer time is asking, 10% of my prayer time is saying thanks. That's probably pretty true. I mean, I look at my kids that always want something, and 90% of them are them coming up and begging me and pleading with me and asking for something. And about 10% of the time they say thanks. That's why as parents, what do we always say? Don't forget to say thanks. What do you need to say? Well, same thing happens here as adults. They were miraculously healed. One guy came back and said thank you. So for us to take one Wednesday out of 52 Wednesdays to say, Lord, we want to give you thanks. That's what we want to do tonight. And so as we're going to open this up to prayer, uh, praises, I should say, and just something you want to be thankful to the Lord for and you just want to testify of that, that's what we want to do here. Now there's a few rules. And if you've been coming out here, you know we don't have a lot of rules out here at Harvest. Here's the rules for tonight. It has to be either a thanks or a praise. Don't, don't sneak in a prayer request. Okay? And what I mean by don't sneak in a prayer request, I mean don't do this. I really want to thank the Lord for him getting through my job. That's a praise. That's a thanks. Because i got a really horrible boss, and he's a really difficult person to work with. Okay, no, I don't want to hear that. You thank the Lord for getting you through your job. Well, that's not the full story. You need to know how bad. No, I don't need to know how bad it is. You have 51 other Wednesdays to tell me how bad it is, and I'll pray for you. For one Wednesday, you're just going to say, Lord, I thank you for having a job. Maybe you just want to lift up the praise of, you know what, I just want to thank the Lord for my health, because there's so many days where I'm just feeling absolutely horrible. No, let's just thank the Lord for your health. See, this is what we do a lot of times. We sneak in a prayer request with the praise, or it's maybe even more blunt. It's not really a prayer request, it's a complaint. No, no complaints, no prayer requests. It's a time to be thankful. Say, Lord, I want to speak of your wondrous works among the peoples. I want to sing praises to your name. I want to be that one leper that came back and said, Lord, thank you. Maybe God did something in your life this year. Maybe he did something that, that only you know about, and you now have an opportunity to stop and say, I want to publicly say to the Lord, thank you, amongst the congregation. One last verse about this, and then we'll start this. Go to the book of Malachi, please. Malachi is an easy book to find, last book in the Old Testament. Go to Matthew and make a left. Malachi. We want to do what it says here in Malachi chapter 3 tonight. Malachi chapter 3, look at verse 16. And those who feared the Lord, that's us, spoke to one another, that's what we're going to do tonight in testimonies, and the Lord listened, that's what's going to happen, he heard them, and so a book of remembrance was written before him and those who fear the Lord and whose meditate on his name. See, this is what I think, you can follow along with me or you can think I'm silly, 
I think on an evening like tonight where we just stop and say, Lord, we want to thank you, I think the Lord just really sits up there in heaven and smiles. There is no greater joy as a parent than to your kids to be thankful and happy and joyful for what you did. Um, the boys like to make artwork, and Dawn, my wife, God love her, is really mean, and so she throws all their artwork away. I, uh, she's a heathen, I don't know. So I don't do that. I save it. So I have a box in my closet at, at my office of artwork. I just have a box of it. I mean, I just I save it. Um, and so what Dawn will do is they'll make something, and they'll be like, really neat, they're really happy about it. And Dawn's like, oh, that's really neat. And then she, she throws it in the recycling. So the boys go into the garage, and like, Ma, why did you throw that in the way? So then I'm the knight in shining armor. I come and say, I'll take it, boys. I'll put it in my office. And so if you go in my office, I have all this stuff just displayed. I, I look at this right here, at this book of remembrance. I think this is the Lord just really being happy of what we did. I got all these little drawings up in, in my office, and they're just drawings of I don't even know what they are for sure. But if you look in the drawings, there's little things that says, I put one up today, and it says, Dad, I love you. Another one that says, Dad, you're the greatest. I tell you, that goes up. So when I look at this book of remembrance, they have never said, Mom, you're the greatest. I'm just telling you that right now. I've never seen it. So I believe there's a book of remembrance, and I believe when we have these evenings like tonight where we stop and say, Lord, I, I just want to publicly say thank you to the Lord for this. I think God writes that down. And says, I want to remember that. that. That touched me. One commentator on this book, on this verse one time, made a comment of, it reminds him of the baby books that you have when you had your kids. You write down the first time they lost a tooth, the first time they took a step, the first time they rode over. Verse 16 of Malachi 3 is God's baby book for us. And so when you do something, he writes that down and says, I want to remember that. And so tonight's night to say, Lord, I want to thank you and praise you for what you did. I want to be that one leper that returned to stop and say thanks. I want to do what those verses said in Psalms. I'm going to give thanks to the people. I want to praise them. And some of you have come in tonight, and you have had horrible years. You have. Maybe health has not been good. Maybe relationships has not been good. Maybe you're saying, I would love to complain about a boss because it means I have a job. I don't know. But if you focus on the negative, if you focus on everything that's wrong, the heart of thanksgiving slowly just dissipates. So tonight is a night to stop and say, I'm not going to focus on what's wrong. I'm going to focus on what's right. And here's the thing I always tell everybody. If you can't think of anything to praise the Lord for, you can always praise him for salvation. You can always praise him for grace. You always can praise him for mercy. There is always a reason to give glory to God because he loved you and he died on the cross for your sins. There's always a way. So we're going to take a break from the book of Revelation tonight. We'll get back into that next week. We're going to take a break from prayer requests tonight. And we're going to go right into this. And I never know how long this is going to go. There may be none of you that wants to give thanks. We may start communion in a minute. I don't know. We may go on for a while, and I may have to attend till say enough praises. We've got to go into communion. I don't know. But the beauty of communion is, the Bible says that communion is a time of remembrance. Communion is the ultimate time to give thanks. Because as you partake of communion, and you partake of that juice, and you take, partake of that cracker there that represents the body and the blood of Christ, how can you not have a heart of thanks for what he did? So, I've rambled on enough here. We've set the scene. We've set the idea of what we're going to do here. So let's jump into this. I will try to keep my comments and opinions to a minimum. Because you're not here to hear my opinion on your praise. I may repeat some of what you say. And I usually can't stay that quiet for that long. I may make a comment or two. But you know what? Let's give God the glory. Does anybody have anything that's on their heart that they don't? Actually, let's just pray here real quick before we get going. Lord, as we just get ready to partake of this. Um, how cool is it, Lord? I just want a night of praise. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your grace. 
Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your, your, your salvation that you gave us. Thank you for this wonderful building to meet in openly and freely. Lord. Thank you for the freedoms that we have to do this. Lord, thank you for just the body that you brought out tonight to partake of this. Thank you for your time to be in the scriptures, to have a Bible, to read those words. Lord, thank you for the time of praise and worship to sing of your name. Lord, thank you for the breath that is in us. Thank you for the physical mobility you've given us. And Lord, as we just sit here ready to praise you for the next whatever it's going to be, Lord, thank you. Help us to have a heart of thanks, as you said. We praise you, Lord, in your name. Amen.